0: I believe we are all hardwired to be creative, and the thing that makes us uniquely human is our creativity. Welcome to The Spark with Coco the Inspirationist. Join me for conversations with inspiring humans tapped into their creativity and solo chats as I get to know my own. Whether you're looking to spark inspiration, reconnect with your inner creative, or you're just starting to get to know your creative self, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Spark. Hi, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Coco the Inspirationist. And if you're new here, welcome. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. You're here and I'm so glad you chose today to start listening because today's episode is so good. And I just want you to know that. The way I approach conversations with amazing people is is just that, that these are conversations. And I just listened back to it, actually, just to kind of clean up and edit it just a bit. And it was such a joy to listen to. I hope you feel like you're sitting there with me and Bethany O'Connor. She's a boudoir photographer. We're actually from the same hometown. And recently have kind of intersected into each other's orbits on the internet. Uh, she is super joyful, really passionate about what she does. She shares a lot of her story of, of how she kind of got into this business and why it's so important for her to help women reclaim and release shame around their body image. She loves the part where she gets to help women reconnect with their fun, sexy, confident selves, and I'm so excited for you to hear her. We touch on so many, so many beautiful parts. Certainly, the theme this season is connection and creativity, and her business is all about connection, right? It's connecting with the client that is the one that's getting photographed, connecting with the person that's viewing the photograph, and If that connection is done right and the safety is created there, magic happens. And I just hope you really enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it for you. But before we dive in, just a brief update. I've taken a bit of time off of of Instagram. I felt this tug. And uh, I don't know if you listened to last week's episode, but I just really, it felt like there were signs everywhere for me to take a pause and... It's been incredible. It's been just about a week and a day, which feels like it's not that much, but it has been such a beautiful disconnection from my phone. And I'm sure, sweet, dear listener, you can feel the same connection that we all have to our devices. And I just got, I just felt like it was, it was a fever pitch. I got to this place of just like, I didn't want to be grabbing it as much as I did. I started noticing I was doing it so much. I felt super connected. And then I also started noticing that my energy was just being siphoned. And it was true because as soon as I decided last Monday that I would take a pause on social, it's like I had no reason to pick up my phone. You know, I checked my email every once in a while And if somebody texted me, I had notifications up. But other than that, it was like this spaciousness was back into my life. And I don't know if you feel that way about social media, but it's built to give you that dopamine hit. And I started seeking it more and more and more. Um, It felt like a little addiction. I mean, clearly, we're all addicted to our technology, But it just felt like on the other side of where I could control it. Like, I wanted to control it, but I just felt out of control. And I needed a pause. I started feeling a lot of resentment and comparisonitis and all that kind of junk that comes with just feeling overloaded. And I needed to clear some space, do some self-care stuff. I've read a couple books, um... I finished our path, our trail, our half-mile trail through the woods. I made um, these beautiful bird masks out of some leftover felt I had for me and my little guy for Halloween and just really allowed myself to be. And I know I've shared on this podcast before that part of kind of my flaw, my personality flaws is that I have this productivity engine that's just saying like you're not doing enough and you know you should be doing this and should should should, should. <sighs> and this pause not only was it a pause from social media but it was just it was just a pause for me to reclaim my time my engine was right re- revving high I was feeling like I needed to be doing more and more and more and more and more and the thing is is I'm doing enough. If you're on my mailing list, you know we just finished Sparktober, and I'm so proud of showing up for 31 days and delivering you guys little ways that you can call creativity into your life every day. And they weren't all just artistic prompts. They were just, you know, I I kind of sourced them from my real life. Especially like I, I, I would go through time where I was like, okay, I'm going to sit down and write a bunch of them and set them up to just automatically go out. And so a few times during the month, I would just sit there and kind of do them in bulk. But then when I got to the end, I had a couple days of just like, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. And that same morning, I was on my way to go run some errands a few towns away and i passed by this this little dam situation and the way the water was shining with the sun just coming up and it had been a, a chilly night so there was frost everywhere there was steam coming up off of the water and the sun was catching it it was outrageous i was like what was that it looked mystical. And I pulled over and I let myself go and and enjoy that moment. I took a couple photos just to share with my husband, but just like really just take it in. It's so easy to just keep going. Just keep driving. Like, oh, that's so silly. Why would you pull over and just like look at something? But it really delighted me. And the more I got to looking around, the more beautiful things I noticed. And it really just nourished my, my inner creative. And when I went to sit down to write the prompt for that day for the last couple days, I was like, what am I gonna do? And that was it. That was like, well, what have I been doing? Well, today I paused and pulled over and watched this beautiful scene And so I was able to translate that into one of the prompts. And so those 31 days are truly the many ways that I consistently tap into my creative self. And I'm just really proud that I was able to share it all with you on a consistent basis. The idea, if you've been around here for a little while and listened consistently, the idea came to me. 3 days before the first day of October, it actually came to me as I was sitting down to record a solo. So if you go back to the last solo of September, it just I was kind of jotting down some notes and it just came to me and I hit record and I shared it with you and I I wasn't even sure I just shared the pure moment of inspiration. It's I'm really excited that I captured it actually on audio because it's those magical moments that really really fascinate me when ideas come through and ideas come through just pure wide open expansive love right they don't have any fear they don't have any it's it's us it's our it's our fear that's trying to keep us safe that imposes all these like well, we can't do that because of X, Y, Z, or, you know, that's not feasible, or like I don't have time, or that's above my skill set. But the idea comes through pure, pure and clean and squeaky clean and ready, ready for somebody to take action, ready for you to take action. And so I was able to share that. And and as as I was sharing the idea, and I could feel myself being like, I don't know, I don't know. And then in the episode, I just committed to it. And then, you know, a couple of days later, I started and I brainstormed and it was it was just an opportunity for me to show up for Coco the Inspirationist, my, you know, my business self and prove to myself like, yeah, we can walk an idea all the way to completion, even if it's hard, even if it has a lot of moving parts. I can do that, and you know, part of this platform here is to share the behind the scenes with you. And so, I'm really excited that you were able to see the beginning of that idea, and then, if you're on the list, you got to enjoy the the fruits of that idea and the fruits of my labor. And now you get to experience it here, hearing just how thrilled I am and proud of myself for walking it all the way through. So, anyways. Take inspired action, you guys, the moral of the story, because I was able to strengthen this muscle of putting my work out there, putting my voice out there, showing myself that I do have a lot to say about this topic of having a creative self and nurturing our creative selves. And anytime that fear kind of starts to creep up saying like, are you really going to build a whole business around people, people stepping into their creative selves? Is there enough there? You know that's one of the things that comes up for me, and and yet here I am, and I'm just overflowing with ideas and overflowing. I'm building a program, by, you know behind the scenes I'm working on this twelve week creative journey. It's a group coaching container to help you step into your creative self, and it's beautiful. I'm so excited for it. Um, more to come on that, but I'm working through developing it and. It's part, you know, like it's part group coaching where we we meet every week and I hold space for, you know, all this stuff that you're working through every week. And then it's part private podcast where I share an audio file um, where I teach and I storytell and I just share those deeper, deeper connections that I'm making with my creative self there. And it's it's just it's turning out really beautiful and then of course it has a welcome package that has a hand-painted journal and it's going to have a candle and um a piece of artwork and just so many pieces of my heart are going into this program the audacity to shine and i'm super excited for you guys to to experience it so um the waitlist will be opening up soon Uh, I'm still working on kind of pulling all the pieces together, but I'm hopeful that by the end of fall, uh, I'll be launching it. So stay tuned for that. Again, I'm trying to share the messy middle and, um, you know, just remind myself that it's okay, that it's not perfect and that it's not done yet. And I can still talk about it and still talk about how excited I am about it and how transformational I think it is. And, um, This is my work. This is my work in the world. This is my dharma. This is my gift to share with all of you. And I truly believe that I, it is my gifting to guide people back to their creativity. We all have a creative self. We all do. And it's apparent when we're children because children can just get there, right? It's the... It's the layers of adulting that have hidden it from us, and some people are better at accessing it than others, but to the person that struggles, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. Come on, let's go on this journey together. So stay tuned for the waitlist to open for Audacity to Shine, my 12-week creative journey and a group coaching container, and... Uh, I guess without further ado, you guys. I hope you really love this conversation I have with Bethany O'Connor. Enjoy. Hi, thank you so much for being here. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, you know, um you know, sometimes when people are building podcasts and like momentum in podcasts, um there's like a, like a reaching for, for like bigger people and bigger people and bigger people. But for me, um, I'm looking for connection and it's so amazing how it can happen just like so quickly on Instagram. And I'm so grateful for this platform because it's like, I can find my people. It's like, I know you and I are going to get along great because I can just tell, you know,
1: I love it. And I feel this very same way. Like, I feel like I, I know you well already. Right, like,
0: right. You, know. you do know that I'm from North Kingstown, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't recall.
1: I, I know that our lives have intersected, but I'm fuzzy on the details.
0: Yeah, no, like, I, I just, I've always known of you. You're a few, a couple years ahead of me. And um, not that we talk like that anymore as like grown ass adults. Yeah, but.
1: no, no, that's how we
0: think of it yeah so I you I just knew that you were a fellow North Kingstowner so um and I used to work for um Michelle Dimery for a little while designing her her sets like her cake smash sets I don't know if you remember I think you were I think you were you guys were in like similar circles for a little while and I was making these like crazy paper um cake smash sets for her
1: it's okay. It's all clicking now. Yes. Yes. Which is
0: so interesting because, um, back then I like, I look back at those sets and some of them are just like incredible. I'm just like, I did that. And, but I would never give myself credit. Like I would always say like, just tell me what you want. And I, and like, I'm really good at copying things, but I'm not great at like coming up with my ideas, which is, such bullshit. Like it was like such a, a a false narrative that I was like accepting about myself, you know? Um, I don't know, just a fun little anecdote because it's, I look back at it and I'm just like, Holy cow. How was I not impressed by myself at that time? You know? I freaking love that reflection. Yeah. I mean, I am all about the growing nowadays and not just growing, but like standing in my power and letting my light shine. um, The more I like speak that truth and like feel it in my body, the more I can feel the contrast about how much I wasn't for so long. Do you know what that feels like?
1: Oh, very much.
0: So, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So this is happens to me all the time. I get like way into it. And then, okay. um, and then my, my guest is like, uh, have we started, um, I told my, I meant to like update that email that I send saying that that could happen because sometimes that magic just flows. Um, but anyways, I'd love for you to introduce yourself and let okay. us know, you know, what inspires you, what you create, um, and just a little bit about yourself
1: all right um so my name is bethany i am a, foot- a boudoir photographer in rhode island and i help women to release the shame that they hold around themselves and their body image and reconnect with their fun sexy confident selves that are just dying to come out oh um, yes yeah. in- yes yes what inspires me oh my gosh Conversations like this, depth, vulnerability, courage, um, all of those things, my my kids, all those things inspire me.
0: So how many kids do you have? Two. Two. Yeah. 10 and 12. Awesome. I've got two, seven and five. So. I'm a little behind you, but actually this is my first interview in a long time that nobody's in the house. They're next door because it's school vacation. And I asked my neighbor to take them for an hour. Normally Felix is like downstairs watching TV. And it feels like this trade-off of like me stepping into this awesome, better version of myself. And then him just like watching TV. (laughs) So anyways, I'm really excited to be here. I feel like I can be just like so fully present and um, I've been looking forward to this conversation ever since we got it on the books. So I'm really really (laughs) grateful you're here. Yeah, I can feel your presence. Oh, good, good. Um, so this, this season we're in season two now, um, and I like to explore in this season, the, the connectivity the the intersectionality between connection and creativity and I thought being a boudoir photographer there just seems to be like endless um opportunity for you to create connection between you and your client uh and then also between your client and herself right I would love it if you could talk about that a little bit
1: okay okay Okay. Where, where to go with this? (laughs) Um, yeah, there are so many things, um, connection between, so, okay. I'm going to back it up, I guess, a little bit, I think. So there's the connection between myself and the client, between my, the client and herself, and then between the viewer, and the client as well of the photo. I think we connect the most with art when it feels um, true and it feels vulnerable. We can, we can feel the emotion in it. Uh, and in order for that to happen, a person needs to feel safe to let themselves mm. be who they are and not be who they think they need to be. So I was thinking a little bit about that before this call. I'm thinking like, how do I help people <laughs> feel safe? Uh, there are some answers I could give. Like, you know, I think my, in my marketing, people get to see me and then and I, they, I'm told that my marketing, um, I appear approachable. Um, I think that helps them to, to open up, um, but like, what is it? I, I also oh, and then and then I also give a little sh- a little speech before we start our, our shoots, and in that I will say, as there's a whole lot of things I say, but one of the things I say is like, the photos that you're really going to connect with are the ones where um, you, people can f- just feel the energy that's in the photo, and that's going to come about when you um, when you just, you you have to allow yourself to go there. So there are gonna be a lot of moments that feel awkward. I'm gonna ask you to do things that don't feel like things that you do every day. And you might be like, this is weird. You know, I'm standing here in my underwear and you're right there with the camera, this is weird. But the more you can just say, fuck it. I signed up for this. I am here because I want to embrace my body and really shine. The more that the photos are gonna come, come out amazing. And I would rather we really go for it and be vulnerable and take, 20 photos that we just throw away and then one that's like hot damn we blew it out of the park on that one instead of all just kind of ho-hum photos not going for it so those are like some of the things that that i think come into the connectivity between me and my client um but i also really feel like when i was thinking about this before the call i don't know how to put words to it because i also feel like there is just something bigger than me that is happening here in this business right now. And I can't even take full responsibility for it. I
0: have an idea. Okay. So first of all, I have full body chills. Like you saying that you create a safe space for women to open up and be be vulnerable. Like what a gift. Okay. But, um, I think what you do is you help people. I mean, women, you give women permission. I think it's that I think, I think so many women we need permission. Like we've been brought up in this society of like rules and expectations and how we're supposed to be and shoulds. And you're just creating this safe container and you're giving them permission to just like be messy and actually not necessarily be sexy, but vulnerable. And I think that like your job is to capture those beautiful moments, but your job is also to create this safe container, and I think it's so beautiful what the gift you're giving to them because I, I can only imagine the empowerment that you're providing them
1: on the other side.
0: Can you speak Thank to you.
1: that? Oh my gosh, it's so rewarding. People tell me all the time that they um, they've never seen themselves in this way before. They feel confident. Like six months later, they'll send me a text saying, "I still feel the confidence that came from that shoot." It's really moving. Um, But to your point about giving them permission, I'd love to talk about that a little bit because, so before I was a boudoir photographer, I was a family and branding photographer and I called myself a light catcher because photography is the art of painting with light. But also I want to catch light. I want to catch light in all different ways, optimism, uh, wisdom, all these things I just want to, to, welcome them into my life and my tagline was let it shine and um so then i was like okay if i'm going to teach people to shine in my photos i really want to also be learning how to shine in life yeah i want to like really understand this and um so doing a lot of things like it's very similar to what i see in your in the stories that you post on instagram like here's something I just learned today. Like, I'm still figuring this out, but here's something. And does this speak to you too? Because if it does, like, let's both grow from it. And what's, right. lo- what's working for you right now? You know, a lot of similar things. So, um, so in that idea of learning to let it shine, one day I was, my daughter was two or three and um, she used to just, sometimes she'd just throw her head back and run forward with her arms flung behind her her head back and she would just run forward with this perfect exuberance and like fall into my arms and just let me catch her with total trust right I was like this girl knows how to shine and I realized we're all born knowing how to shine we've just learned to stop ourselves yes what I would watch as I was taking these photos of, of women, especially as watching, especially the women is that they would sometimes sh- like really let themselves shine and it would come through. And then I would just watch it shut down yeah. and they would stop themselves. And I think the key to allowing ourselves to shine is to stop stopping ourselves.
0: Yes. hundred percent. I, a hundred percent. So, um, back a couple of years ago, I've been on this creative journey, kind of like letting my creative self really out and shine for a, a, a while now. And a couple of years ago, um, I had caught this dad from preschool, like on the way out, like we dropped our kids off and on the way out, I caught him and it just happened to be in this moment of like complete inspiration. He had asked me like some, some, some sort of like, it was an inappropriate conversation at the time. It wasn't like, I just like, like verbally threw up on him, but he, he asked me like what I did. And I just was so inspired in that moment in time. I think I had gone to, um, like a conference and I came back and was just like on fire. And I told him all about my plans in that moment in time. And, um, when he left, like he was like, okay, I gotta go to school, like go teach. And, um, I, After that, I was like, I completely had a a vulnerability hangover. Like I was so like stuck in that, like, oh, why did I do that? Like, why did I just like really, why was I so shiny? You know, like, and so the next day I found him and I apologized, which I really don't like this story, but it, it really articulates well the programming that was inside of me. That was like, I, you know, I opened up too much. I was too much for him, you know? And I, I was just like, sorry if I made you late for work, you know? And he was like stunned. Like, why would you, why would you apologize? And he told me, he said, don't apologize. He goes, He goes, you were so enjoyable and contagious. He's like, I don't come into contact with people like that, that energy, you know, he's like, I teach graduate students and, um, these kids are like, you know, have been in school for a long time and they're not that effervescent, um, Mm -hmm. excited. He's like, it was such a gift you gave me. And I was just like, from that moment on, I was just like, that's it. Thank you universe like i needed this discomfort and this clear clear message he was like stop apologizing that felt really good for me and there's nothing to apologize for and i was just like okay it was like a lesson that i learned like in that moment and i was like from this point on i'm not dimming my shine anymore and the more i've like stood taller and stood taller and shined more and shared more the more i think sending ripples out to give other people permission to do the same and i think that if all of us women are doing it you know like we're gonna just like collectively lift everybody up out of this whatever this like veil we've been under is Mm -hmm. you know
1: that's such a relatable story the vulnerability hangover the inclination to apologize i love that you're turning into something really positive
0: thank you do you find um that through your session with with your women um your clients um that by the end they're like yes awesome or do you find that any of them like recoil because they've been too vulnerable or
1: interesting i have not observed any of the recoil Mm, um
0: that's great that's actually a really good testament to like how safe you make them feel right because it's that it's that like feeling of not safeness that we
1: like close back up right right and judgment and what I found is that a lot of almost everybody is anxious before they come in very normal and I tell them hey this is actually a good thing because when you look at your photos later on you're gonna say wow I really am a badass because I was scared and I did it anyway yes nervousness is good but also it I think it's mostly anticipatory anxiety you don't know what to think you don't know what to expect and about three minutes into shooting People are just, you know, someone who was shaking, walking in the door is just like, what do you want to see? Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it, uh, it happens very quickly.
0: That's awesome. Um, I've noticed, so I've only been following you for a little while. So um, correct me if I'm wrong or fill me in because I love the messaging around like everybody is, it has a boudoir body. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know, I, I just want to give you a chance to talk about that and kind of what you've dealt with with that
1: yeah I feel really strongly about that message because so many women are like well yeah this is all great but you know I wouldn't look like that or um I you know I'll do it but I want to lose 10 pounds first I you know not not as I am right now I'm not I'm not ready right now and the message I want everybody to know is you are ready right now I want you to you, I want you to see yourself, how gorgeous you are, as you are right now, not, be, not after you've lost 10 pounds, just exactly as you are right now. Um, everybody. Uh, gosh, my mind is bouncing to a lot of different things, but I guess that's just a, uh, a central theme is I don't want people to look at my work and feel distant or unqualified I want them to look and feel like it's approachable and like they can do it too
0: right and they can see themselves in it yeah for sure well that's so beautiful and I actually and then the other part of that was um how many women are you seeing coming in for themselves versus for like a partner
1: this is so fantastic I when I first got into boudoir I thought that almost everybody was going to be doing it for their partner and I thought it was mainly going to be brides doing it for their fiancés and wow I am finding that the vast majority of women are like yeah hey I'll do this as a gift to him or her as well but this is for me I yes. want to see myself in a new light yes <laughs> and I get so excited about that because boudoir was really transformative for me as well so I went through a really, really hard time. In 2014, I was super depressed. And then 2015, I went through a divorce, realized like, I don't even know who I am anymore and really had to, I had lost touch with that confident Bethany, the fun Bethany, the sensual Bethany, feminine, all of those parts of myself. And I had to really work hard to rebuild them. And that's part of why doing this, offering it to other women speaks to me on a soul level. But, you know, one of the things in that journey that I've learned is that you can study confidence all you want. You can read books about it all day long. But it's until you push yourself outside of your comfort zone and give yourself the chance to see yourself as a courageous person, that is when things change on a cellular level and in your neurons. And um,
0: yeah, 100%. I also feel like the more you do it, the more you work that muscle, like, or you create that pathway in your brain. Like you can't, I, I feel that so deeply because putting my work out into the world is like, the, the programming I have is that I'm like scared of it. I don't know why, because I also know that my work is really beautiful and really incredible. Like I'm a hand lettering artist and like, I, I, I understand on a deep level that I do something that so many people can't do but then when I like go to put it out into the world and say like, Hey, can you pay me for this? It's like, I, there's like this line that I have trouble crossing, but what I'm trying to do now is like get to a place where even just this podcast, like, I know that there's not like monetary money, but I also feel like, um, there's an exchange, right. There's like an exchange of time and like, you're like, you know, my listeners are willing to invest their time in this and just doing that over and over and over again is strengthening that muscle. And it's, and I think that what a big moment to step up for yourself is boudoir is it's just like such a beautifully aligned moment.
1: Thank you. Yeah. And like you're saying, like the more you do it, the more you strengthen that muscle. Yeah. Have you read read the war of art?
0: No, I haven't. I started listening to it And then the voice that was in the audible book was just like, not my jam. And I stopped, but I know about it.
1: Yes. Yes. It's a very quick read. The the pages, the chapters are like one page long. Okay. I should get the physical book and just get through it. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I think if there is one book that I would require my children to read in this lifetime, it is the war of art. It is so powerful. And he talks so much about um, how so Stephen Pressfield wrote it. He talks about this war with resistance and how we all have the life that we live, and we have this unlived life, which is, you know, where we we you know that's where our creativity is, and that's where we kind of want to get to. But there's this voice of resistance in our minds that will hold us from will keep it is just as strong as our creativity, and it will keep us from getting to that unlived life. And he believes that if we confront, confront that resistance and allow our gifts to come into the world, we would cure depression. It would like cure so many of the problems of the world, but it is that voice of resistance that tells us like, you know, that we shouldn't be putting our, our work out there or that we shouldn't be charging for it or, or whatever. I actually picked up the word Art earlier today because I was looking for a quote in it. And um, I didn't find that quote but can I read you something? Yes. Okay. Okay. (laughs) This is so good. It's so good. So this is, uh, I'm gonna read, it's one paragraph, it's a a chapter that is a paragraph. And it says, resistance is insidious. Resistance will tell you anything to keep you from doing your work. It will perjure, fabricate, falsify, seduce, bully, cajole. It will assume any form if that's what it takes to deceive you. It will reason with you like a lawyer or jam a nine millimeter in your face like a stick up man. Resistance has no conscience. It will pledge anything to get a deal then double cross you as soon as your back is turned. If you take resistance at its word, you deserve everything you get. Resistance is always lying and always full of shit.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: (laughs) Isn't it so good? It's so good. Oh my gosh, it's rich. That whole book is rich. But that is the voice that keeps us from putting our work out there, charging all of that.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's the thing that I'm working so hard on. I joined a mastermind just recently for the next six months. And I am like just taking messy action. And, um, you know, like putting this podcast out into the world actually was a big deal for me. It took me two years to actually get over the starting line of launching it. Um, there was like two previous iterations. The first one was uh, called Perfectionist Anonymous because yeah, that's a good name. That's what every every single person, I say it every time to anybody out there, if you want it, have it, it's good. It's really good. <laughs> and I even have a whole beautiful hand-lettered piece of, of it. You can have it. But um, I just didn't, I I just couldn't get it off the ground. Also, I was like, I'm a military wife and we were like moving. And, you know, I was, I taught myself everything. So like that initial learning curve was really challenging for me. But then there came a point where I just realized like, I don't want to talk about the things that hold me back. Mm -hmm. Right. Like if I'm going to build this into what I think it can be, then let's build it on the things that inspire me. And not the, you know, and I can weave in perfectionism, which I do constantly, but like to call it that I just, I just, Mm -hmm. it didn't feel aligned. Right. So then when I, when I transitioned into the spark that felt like resonant and it's like, I could talk about inspiration and ideas and creativity all day long. And here we are. And I'm so glad that I finally like took the leap and like I just get scared. I, I find myself in the resistance to um, I'm not great at putting out like uh, not polished work. Yeah. So part of my brand now as Coco the inspirationist is I am just pulling the curtain back and inviting everybody into the process because I have this tendency to like hold my cards really close to my chest and wait until everything is like finished and then put it out. But that doesn't serve me, and it, and I can only assume it doesn't serve other people that are standing in the same place that I am in the same type mm-hmm. of like resistance that I am. You know, uh, also because I know that what I end up putting out there is so polished and like you know, I really love design. It can look like it's so easy, and it's just like the farthest thing from easy. You know, so I just have decided to build it into my brand to be like you're coming along for the ride. (laughs) I'm going to share ideas and I'm going to, you know, the, my finished work might be really polished, but you'll also hear about the ideas and hear about the messy middle and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I think that's what I need building this business, you know, is seeing more people just being that messy middle or just like sharing things that aren't perfectly finished, you know? Yes. It's shifting into, for me, it's shifting into abundance mindset versus lack, right? It's like the ideas will come, the, your community will come, um, the, all the creativity will still come. You don't have to hold on to it so tight. You can just let it be easy. It's so interesting. You commented on my, on my comment the other day saying, let it be easy. And I'm not sure, but the first season of the podcast, the, the episode art, is let it be easy.
1: Oh, Isn't that beautiful. beautiful. Oh, it's gorgeous. Uh,
0: and it's all like made with India ink. And like, I painted that whole thing with a um, little tiny paintbrush and my website's still going up, which is something that I have like shame around because I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I I, I'm ready. I'm ready to put my work out there, and that like avenue isn't isn't there yet. But yeah, let it be easy. It has been my mantra, and it's gotten me through resistance. It really, really has.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. yeah.
0: And um. Yeah, I'm so glad you're here. This you're. I'm so delighted in your in your boudoir business. I think it's such a beautiful way to help women connect with themselves. Um, can you speak to the connection or maybe like the co-creation that happens? I I would just love to hear a little bit more about your process and maybe what happens during a shoot.
1: Sure, sure. So co-creation of the shoot, um, starts, uh, when people sign up for a shoot, I'll send them a questionnaire to get to know about any hopes that they have for the session, any concerns, fantasies, anything like that. I want them to feel comfortable telling me whatever they want. Like I tell people you, you're, I'm in the, the mood of our business. You're not going to say something that's gonna make me uncomfortable. Right. So no, you know? Um, so they answer a bunch of questions. I'll often get some inspiration from that. I also ask that they create a Pinterest board where they pin photos that speak to them. And this gives me a few things. Um, Well, it'll tell them what kind of outfits speak to them too. Because a lot of times people don't know what they want to wear, but then once they'll see patterns in the photos that they pin. Um, It will tell you what types of poses speak to them. And then what, you know, are are they hoping to be kind of like demure flirtatious kind of a vibe, or do do they want to get really, really, um, what would be the word I would use? Like, you know, fully nude or whatever. So I get a good sense for where they are from their Pinterest board as well. Um, And then they come in, we have hair and makeup for about an hour, and then I have them lay out all their outfits and we make a plan and I'll be like okay we're gonna shoot this outfit on the bed and this one on the couch and we plan it all out. Um, There is some magic that happens during the shoot where nobody knows how to pose themselves nobody does. And and a lot of times people think that they need to know how to pose before they come in, which is um, a misconception because I do all the posing for them. I show them how to pose. Where the magic comes in is where I, I will show them how to pose and then just like allow for some subtle movements or, um, you know, let them kind of put their own spin on it a little bit, bring that energy in that we're talking about. Um, so, you know, they can just, alter their the direction of their face or change their expression or deep breaths or move their hand in their hair or down their neck or whatever and those little subtle tweaks which i coach them through as well um really bring in that magic
0: no that's awesome i think it sounds like such a safe yeah i mean obviously we were talking about that but like such a safe place and then you giving them guidance and making them feel held and um, comfortable is such a beautiful experience. I'm really attracted to it. I had, I had a shoot when I got married to to my husband now um, and I did it on a sailboat. Yeah. And I did it on a, somebody else's sailboat. It was this like dream boat guy. Like he was so handsome and I, I knew him through a restaurant I worked at and I thought he was going to like leave the boat, but he ended up being just like downstairs in the cabin. And so, um, the, the pictures came out nice, but I can remember, like, I did not feel safe. Like not only am I like outside and, but then this like guys there as well. And, um, And so I I have that contrast, like in, you know, like a, like a reference point in my brain. So when you're talking about feeling like so comfortable, I'm like, oh gosh, that is so exactly what this kind of work needs. Yeah.
1: Yes. 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 And they say that the feminine in this study between masculine and feminine energies and did a lot of um, trying to understand those dynamics and how they create polarity or sexual tension in a relationship as well but one of the biggest things I learned in studying that is that the feminine needs to feel safe in order to come forward. Mm. Um, And yeah, in that situation, I would not have felt very safe either. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We were kind of bootstrapping it. Um. (laughs) <laughs> which I am also trying to kind of move through, uh, that kind of programming, um, that lack mindset when it comes to money and spending money on myself. And, you know, I'm sure that it's a financial commitment to use your services. And I'm sure that there's some of that there too, where it's like, like, just like me, um, investing in the mastermind, like it was a lot of money and it, it kind of needed to be a lot of money, for for, me to, up. for me to show up and for me to take it seriously and for me to like for myself to see to like feel that I was investing in myself mm-hmm. and I'm sure it's something like that for you too I'm sure it's I'm sure your pricing isn't like like you know a couple bucks right like it's an <laughs> experience which is completely worthy um, but. I think that I'm sure for the women that struggle with with the money mindset, I'm sure it's like a really beautiful commitment to themselves.
1: I like that perspective.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, so I'm really big on, um, our. I believe everybody has a creative self. And I think that the more that we nurture our creative self and we pour in and we nourish and we figure out the things that like, that really feel good to us, not for our business, not for Instagram or anything like that, but just like the things that light us up, um, mm-hmm. the more we do those things and the more we get used to doing those things for ourselves, bigger, little, most like I, I mostly little, right, it's like, like a collective daily thing of just like, um, just gathering the things that delight us, I think that it helps to create this amazing place for everything else to grow out of ideas to come and plant. Have you ever read uh, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert? I own it, but I haven't read it. Oh you should. We should uh <laughs> yeah I'll give you a book assignment and you give me a book assignment. It's really <laughs> it's really an awesome book and it's it's kind of what like shifted my mindset and it also put words around um the way I feel about ideas. Like I I constantly have ideas going through my head and she talks about like when she's like looking for ideas to come, she like dresses up for her ideas and like treats it like, like, cause she believes that they're all kind of like swirling around. They're like energetics and, yes. um, for, for the idea to come and land and feel safe. And, and that something's going to actually, that it's going to actually have a chance to like get out into the world. Um, and so that's kind of where this whole thing about like this creative self and nurturing and creating kind of like a compost where you put in all these things that delight you. And then like, when the ideas come, there's like a beautiful place for them to grow from. Um, is there anything, and especially when you do creative work for a living, is there anything that you, um, do personally that, that helps you kind of stay connected to your creative self?
1: Hmm. That's a great question. And Uh, if you
0: don't, you should.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I should. Well, I know if I really want to, um, So I love what you were saying there about Elizabeth Gilbert and um, dressing up for your ideas. I've also heard her say something about how like she believes that the inspiration will come to the people who act on it. Mm -hmm. I think it was her who said this. And so therefore, if you have an idea, like you talk about doing the inspired action, The more you take inspired action the more the ideas will continue to come
0: yeah they'll feel like they'll trust you they'll trust that you're a place that 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 actually goes someplace instead of just like going someplace and just like wilting yes
1: so I love that idea um I was about to connect it to something but lost my train of thought
0: (laughs) sorry I jumped in there
1: (laughs) no 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 that wasn't you um what was I gonna say about that um
0: While you think about it, I want to tell, um, she talks about this conversation she had with Mary Oliver about um, uh, one time Mary Oliver was like in the fields and she could feel a poem coming like a, like a train coming. And she like, this was before phones and before connectability. And so like, she could feel like as she started running to the house to go and get a pen and paper to, to grab it she could feel it coming and it like kind of moved through her and she grabbed it by the tail and she wrote it down and it came out backwards. Isn't that insane? I know. I I know that's like, like ideas to me are, you know, there's something, if you don't give any thought to them, they just like are things or nothing. But like the more I've, try to kind of like understand them and, and put words around it and like pay attention to it. It's like, they're like real things. It's magic. It's like, you can take, like, it's like a vibration that you like turn into something physical. And it is just so wild to me that we are available to these beautiful ideas, you know, and the more we let them in, the more they'll come
1: for sure. Yes. 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 Oh, you were talking and about, oh, go ahead. I think it's very closely. I, I I think creativity and intuition are very closely tied together. And when I think about tuning into my intuition, that was something after my divorce, I, I realized, wow, I don't even know what my intuition is telling me anymore. I, I was ignoring it for so long that I cannot even access it anymore. So there, I went through this period of like, well, how do I how do I know what my intuition is telling me? And one of the things that I figured out at that time was that the more I listened to it on little things, like what kind of ice cream do I want right now? Like, okay. The more I listened to it on those things, the more it came to me on much bigger things. And I think the same thing with creativity, you know, you want to get a little creative about, you know, something small, like what color marker you're about to pick up, or you want to like create something big. The more you let that flow through you, the more, the bigger ones will come.
0: Oh, hundred percent. I think, I think it might be, not two separate things, intuition and creativity, but like just our inner voice and our inner knowing. And she's super creative and she knows. And just giving her the space to listen, I always say like, um, like your ideas are meant for you. So so I used to find myself like pushing ideas away. I don't know if it was because I didn't have the skill sets to make them or what or like My confidence just wasn't there, but I used to like push ideas away and, uh, or, or I'd be like, I don't know where that idea came from, but like now I don't say things like that. And Mm -hmm. I just know that like, oh, that idea was for me. There was no way that anybody else could do what I'm going to do with that idea. And that was meant for me. And so whether I choose to act on it or not is another thing, but like doubting that that voice. Is there like listening to that voice, I think is so just essential to being our fully expressed selves and the, you know, the division, the um, yeah, I, I'm having a, a story come through, but like when we separate um, from that inner voice, I mean, that's where dis ease comes from. That's where, you know, all that stuff comes from. Uh, um this past um i had i'm hesitating just because like i i struggle to figure out what to share like how much to share because um i am a- i am an open book and i love getting deep and being vulnerable but then like so this past year my mom had a really tough time with her mental health and mm-hmm. um so that's where I like struggle. Cause it's like, how much do I get to tell? Because this is my story, but it's her story. It's because of her that it's my story, you know? Um, right. But that like, I really think that she struggled so hard, like all of a sudden it just like, she just like broke. And I think it's because, and my parents ended up getting a divorce and they were together since they were 15. And mm-hmm. But I think it's because she ignored her inner voice for so long, pe- people pleasing and serving others and putting herself last and letting herself, you know, not filling up her cup and, you know, not listening to herself. I think, you know, I know, I know that her, her soul was just like fractured and, and it needed, it needed that crescendo. And now she seems to be doing better. And uh, she, you know, my parents are, I can tell they're happier, even if, you know, they're both brokenhearted that, you know, their 50 year marriage is over. I know in my heart that they're both more aligned, more listening to their inner voices. And, you know, if you choose to be in a partnership with somebody, I think it it's really important to still be able to, f- to hear that voice and acknowledge it and listen to it mm. while doing life with somebody else.
1: Such a crucial thing. You're absolutely right. Yeah,
0: yeah. I was married before too. And, um, you know, it just, it wasn't the right fit. And luckily it all happened. It kind of happened young and it happened before we had kids and you know, it just is a chapter of mine. Now I got to find my now husband and, um, everything's great, but, um, I think listening to our inner voice in, in all ways is like, the more we do it, just like that confidence muscle, the more we trust it, the more, the louder she is, and the more wisdom we have. Mm.
1: is so true about hiding that inner voice and how when i look back on i mentioned earlier in this conversation that 2014 was really dark for me and there were a lot of reasons for that it was in a very unhealthy relationship but i also was living a very different life at that time and now when i look at what a different place i'm in now compared to that i'm also thankful that the universe was just nudging me and nudging me towards what i'm doing right now it just kept blocking me from other roads even. So I was, then I went through the divorce. I'm like, okay, well, what am I gonna do? Because at that time my photography business was sort of a glorified hobby. You know, I wasn't like paying my bills with it or anything. And I needed to figure out, am I gonna make this work? Am I gonna go back to corporate America? And I uh, started to apply for uh, corporate jobs. I was like, okay. Um, I'll just go pick a job because I thought I had a very strong resume. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a very humbling experience. I wasn't getting calls back because um, <laughs> I had been a stay at home mom for a while. And, like, you know, they, I just wasn't getting calls back. And I remember there was one job in, in particular where I was like, okay, I think I could do this job and be like remotely happy. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't get that job. And I remember crying that night in bed, staring at my ceiling my ceiling, saying, Why is nothing going my way right now? When I look back now, I realize absolutely everything was going my way. It's because those corporate jobs didn't work out for me that I finally said, okay, I gotta make this business work. And now my soul just thrives doing what I do. Yes. And and but back to your point there about like ignoring our inner voices, I would have gone into corporate because it's a safe thing to do. You get your benefits and everything else, but I would have not been happy. I would not have been happy. And, uh, Oh my gosh, what a beautiful,
0: um, role model you are for your children too. I mean, I grew up in a family that like you do the safe thing and you, you know, I didn't even take a single art class in college. Isn't that crazy? I mean, like I look back and I'm like, what was I doing? Communicative disorders, the undergrad for speech pathology, because that's what was, you know, I picked it and I was like, okay, we can do this. I can do this. I kind of like it. So like I could kind of like it forever. I never took a single art class, which seems like crazy because I am like fully an artist. And yes, you are. <laughs> and I've always yes. been. I've I've always been a creator. And it's just um you know, it just wasn't, I try and I think about it sometimes. And I'm like, nobody told me to take an art class. Like nobody in my life was like, what, what are you making? Like, what are you taking in college? Like, you know, but you know, now here I am. Um, ha- I had, I, you know, done that maybe I'd be on a different path. And, now I'm self-taught. I'm self-taught with like all the things that I love and, and I'm working through and I'm learning so much about myself. Have you noticed that being an entrepreneur is like the best way to do self-development because you just like every wall you hit, you're like, well, I have to clean that up before I can make the next, you know, advance in my business. (laughs) you know, and I don't know if I would have done, you know, the work that has gotten me here. Had I gone on a different journey, I'm very grateful to be in this moment here and I can feel the potential. I'm so excited. Sometimes I just like, like, I feel like I like lay in a bath of like, I'm so excited for what's coming and so proud of what I'm doing Mm -hmm. and equally, you know, and I'm not interested in feeling like, anymore. Cause I've felt this for a while now, but like, I'm not interested in feeling anymore that I'm not there yet because I'm, I am right here. Like we're doing this right here. We're creating this beautiful moment right here. And that's enough. That's beautiful. And that's enough, right? Like I am enough. There's so much. It's like, I want to talk about creativity, but like, I always end up getting back to the like worthiness. I think it's, it's all about giving ourselves permission and worthiness and it's in your business. It's in my friend's interior design business because, you know, she's not cheap and it's, you know, it's, it's telling their, you know, getting the customer, the client to feel worthy of having a beautiful home, worthy of spending the money. It's all worthiness. Right. And, and then like we have to do the work as the entrepreneurs to, um, Also feel worthy because we can't, you know, we can't say that you got to feel worthy, but then we like live in a state of lack, you know?
1: Totally. Um, So, okay. I had a couple of thoughts as you're saying that one was, I totally feel your enthusiasm and I'm excited for you. (laughs) Thank you. Beautiful to watch. It just like emanates from you. Um, You are welcome. And then another, in regards to that valuing ourselves, um, when I, I was, I think- one of the most challenging parts about being a creative professional is not learning the the art itself, but in how to run a successful business around it. Yeah. And, and then how do you, how do you price yourself? It's not like you could, you know, okay, an eight by 10 photo take costs, what, $3. Uh, so you can't do like a 10 times markup on it eight by 10 photo you will never pay your bills you know but it right. seems that a lawyer doesn't do a 10 times markup on the piece of paper that he's printing on you know like that's just not how it works there's so much value in the in all the knowledge that went into creating the photograph or the document or whatever well anyway I really struggled in the beginning about how to price myself and I was figuring it out on my own I was starting to get to the point where I was I was I was almost getting resentful of the work I was doing. I was feeling like people didn't appreciate me. I was realizing I'm like losing money as I'm doing this, basically. And so I hired a consultant to help me um come up with my new pricing. And this is back in 2014, which might, you know, I've I've grown a lot since then, but um so so she did this exercise with me and she's like okay you know run these calculations and then when we meet in two weeks again i want you to you know tell me what you came up with and so i ran the calculations met with her again in two weeks and i was like you know i think i did something wrong because like these are the numbers that i'm coming up with and like who's gonna pay that and she said no you did them absolutely correctly bethany if you want to stay in business you have to charge that and i had gotten to the point where i was so frustrated i was i was hitting the wall and feeling like so devalued that i said Fuck it, I'll <laughs> throw it out there. <laughs> I'll, let's see what happens. And I couldn't believe it. I was not getting pushback. People were just paying it. And I thought, oh my gosh, it wasn't other people who were not valuing me. It was me who was yeah. not valuing me. You know. And,
0: and if and if you were getting resistance, then that was just you not valuing valuing yourself. That vibration going out and people reading it, and you know, it's so yeah, it's all about worthiness for us, and also I think that people are also, I, I'm sure you figured this out by now, but like you're creating transformation, that's what you're providing, like that on a root level is like the intangible that you provide, and you you know, that's, that's tricky. Cause it's not like you can like lead with that. Like, okay, here's my pricing and you're going to have this beautiful transformation and that's going to cost X amount of dollars. Right. <laughs> like it's like, you have this physical product, you know, and then, yeah. but like the sneaky, like behind this, like, this is what you're actually getting. And I think once you've, I can see it in your marketing, like that's, that's that's it. That's the magic. And when you have both of them together, and also you, by the way, just to, just to be clear, your work is beautiful. Your pictures are stunning and you're very good at what you do. So combining those together, it's awesome. (laughs) And I, I'm really proud of you. That's awesome. That's so great. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So how long have you been doing boudoir?
1: So I started shooting boudoir on kind of as a passion project um, maybe two and a half or three years ago because I was still shooting mainly family and branding photography. Um, I was seeing boudoir through a a group I was in of photographers and I was like I feel really inspired by that. It really speaks to me based on things that I've been through and I think it's beautiful. So I'll... I'll try it I'll, I'll offer it but i think you know there's probably not much of a market for it was my thinking at that time <laughs> <laughs> so funny um i thought oh there's not much market for it because like who wants to take their clothes off in front of somebody and then who wants to pay for it you know right um and my goodness was i wrong so it started out to be you know maybe 25 percent of my business for a little while and then this has been the most wonderful surprise blessing so in during COVID, I needed to shut down all shooting because, you know, the hair sure. you know, hair and makeup, like people are in each other's faces. You can't, you just, I had to shoot down, shut down shooting for three or four months. And during that time, I um, was in a marketing group of Facebook photographers and somebody said, well, Hey, if you're not on TikTok yet, why, why aren't you? Because I'm getting a lot of leads from it. And I was like, what's TikTok? What is TikTok so I went on there and I said oh okay that people make these fun videos all right I'll make a fun video but nobody's gonna see it you know nobody's gonna see it uh so I made a video and went to bed six hours later and it still said zero views and I thought oh okay I guess nobody's gonna ever see it because uh you know I have no followers on here well the next morning I woke up to I think 900 views on it Wow. That one went to 250,000. Wow. Leads. And it brought in thousands of leads. Wow. Thousands, Yeah. And then this TikTok has been just such a beautiful, uh, surprise blessing in my life and has brought in so much business for me. I've booked out through February now. Wow.
0: Uh, that's fantastic.
1: Yeah. Wow. So, so it was like a this little passion project that just totally exploded.
0: That's incredible. And, um, Yeah, I haven't, I mean, I obviously know what TikTok is, but right now for me, I'm like, I, as I like am building this beautiful foundation because what I am focused on, I'm very lucky in this way that like we have built our budget and I've been a stay-at-home mom for seven years. I'm retiring September 1st, both kids in school full-time. And so like right now I'm like really kind of building the knobs. And then in September, I get to like turn everything up um, and just staying patient and grateful for this situation. I mean, so many people um, have to build a business out of necessity and I get to pour into my people, figure out how to best serve from a a really beautiful place and then, you know, game on. But um, I... And right now I'm like, I'm only showing up on Instagram because I want to do that really well. And I don't want to feel like depleted, but it's so cool that you figured out that it's really life-giving for you and life-giving for your business. It is. Yeah. That's that's so awesome. This is second, this is the second interview this, um, this season that TikTok has come up where it's like been, um, a really enjoyable place to like to to pour energy. So I'm like, all right. Okay, universe. Maybe that's you know,
1: no, you nod. Just put one video out there. I've seen, you know, one of the ones that you did where it was like, oh, it was announcing that the podcast was coming. And you kind of like did that like the yeah the animated- stop motion. I, I should put that on there. Be- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Well this has been such a delight. Thank you for this time. I, it was just as magical as I expected and um, this was just really, really fun. I'm so glad that our world's kind of collided. It's really beautiful. I'm very grateful for Instagram because it's like I and again with that um, abundance mindset, it's like I just am I feel confident that the people that I'm supposed to talk to are coming my way and you just like popped in and that's why I was like, I got to ask her. I got inspired and I got to act on it. So I
1: love it. I love the inspired action. I love all the good, (laughs) right? It's
0: like, everybody has it, but a lot of people ignore it. But once you start saying yes to it, it it's a transfer of energy that is um, it's undeniable, right? Like if I had waited until the right time and planned everything out, it wouldn't have had that energy. Right. Yeah.
1: So, well, will you tell us where we can find you? Oh, sure. Um, on Instagram at um, Bethany O. Boudoir, B-O-U-D-O-I-R. <laughs> for a second there. <laughs> uh, or www.bethanyo.com backslash awesome. boudoir. Awesome. Well, thank you so much.
0: And uh, I look forward to seeing you in real life soon. Yeah, I can't wait. Thanks for All having right. me. Thank Bye. you. Have a good one. Bye. Well, what did I say? I hope you felt like you were sitting in the room with us and we were just having like an inspired cup of tea and I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. So if you loved everything she was about, please go follow her over on social. She's, uh, I'll link everything in the show notes, but she's on TikTok, like she said, and Instagram and she's got an amazing profile. Her photos are incredible, but her captions are just They're really, really good, you guys. So go enjoy her and add somebody to your feed that is uh, empowering because I think we can all use a little bit more of that. So until next time, just remember, you are worthy. You are enough. And you are welcome here just as you are. Everyone has a creative self. And I'm so proud of you for making it to the end of this episode and nourishing yours. If this episode spoke to you, please leave a review in whatever app you're using and subscribe. These episodes drop every Wednesday. Every other week is a solo. Every other week is a conversation. And I just hope that we can go deeper and deeper and deeper together and further and further along on our creative journeys together. So until next time, have a beautiful week. I love you. See you next time.